If we work together implies they have a choice whether or not they should. When we work together implies that choice is already made. So this language is designed to allow them to test drive how that feels. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwinthedaycom with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Would you like to know how to get time back? Take our quiz. We have been working so hard on this. I'm so super excited. It's been designed to show entrepreneurs, small business owners, their blind spots and provide instant actionable steps on how to improve. It takes two minutes. It's completely free and you'll receive customized results instantly. Check it out. Link is in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your host, Chris Ward. And today we have Majid Magarban in the house. And boy, oh boy, this is going to be a lucky day for you. I'm telling you, if you do nothing else with your time this week, you need to go out and check, go over and check him out on TikTok. He does these amazing videos that just really anchor you and show you the sophistication, the simplicity, the profoundness in just words that we use every day in our business, in sales. It is just amazing. Welcome to the show, Majid. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me, Chris. Majid, on TikTok, they have the ability that when you're watching a video, you can save the video. And so sometimes I'll put, I have a folder for ideas. I have a folder for hacks or whatever. And I have to tell you, I made a folder for you and only your videos. That's it. Because there's just so much knowledge when you break down a sentence and say, here's a word that we're often using, but let's look how we use it a different way. And I just, it's just unbelievably impactful. So I thought today you could help our, our listeners, our audience and talk about maybe some words that we use in the sales process. I know you're an amazing dynamic speaker. You teach people how to speak and how to engage, but you know, on a smaller stage, there's a lot of impact in that first part, the sales process. So is that something we can dive into, have some fun and think about some words that maybe you think we're either skimming over or we could be, you know, putting more weight into them. Yes. Thank you for watching the TikTok videos, Chris. Um, What did you name the folder that you've put my videos in? Oh, that's an interesting question. (laughs) I put it as language because I thought at first, oh, your stuff is so good. And I thought, oh, there'll be other people out there. And maybe I'm just going to have a folder to think about language, but I've got all these videos of you and that's it. So I should just rename it with your name, but I had it as language. And what a good question from a guy who talks about language. What's the word you use, Chris? (laughs) Well, you know, the funny thing about words is that the word I say 
means something to me, but it might mean something different to you. For example, I say orange. Mm. What do you think of? An orange. The fruit? Yes. Okay. Some people might think of the color. I asked this to a class once and a British woman said, I'm thinking of the phone company. And oh. I said, I said, what phone company? She said, what, you don't, you've not heard of Orange? Well, it's apparently a mobile phone company in the UK. Oh, okay. And so, you know, if I say the word sales to you, some people say, oh, great money. I love sales. Some people say, oh, no, I don't want that. Right, right. Because we have an attached definition. We have an attached feeling, right? So I made that TikTok series called Magic Words. Because to me, uh, words are magic. They create our reality. One of my favorite words is abracadabra because it comes mm -hmm. from the Hebrew that says, I speak and create. When we create, we create our reality with words, the relationship we have to ourselves and our reality and how we explain things to make stories about things are constructed from words. So one of the words that I avoid saying is I have to, mm -hmm. because every time I say I have to, I feel like I'm... Uh, not in control. I'm a victim. Mm -hmm. Today, I have to pick up my kids from school. So instead of saying I have to, I'll either say I choose to or I get to. Mm. So when I have a client call, and someone, some, someone, you know, invites me to a party, and I got to deliver a client call, or I got to deliver, I don't say I have to, I say I get to, mm. reminding myself to be in a state of gratitude. So what can we use to be more effective in marketing and, and, and sales? Well, your greatest sales tool is your customer's imagination. And one of the ways to activate your customer's imagination is to just use the word imagine. So if you're selling a car, you say, you know, you're selling a minivan to a soccer mom, you say, imagine how happy your children will be when they get to invite four of their friends to come along to soccer practice because you have that extra row of seats now. Mm. Imagine. Um, imagine pulling up to the driveway of your brand new home and feeling like a queen in her castle. Imagine. Okay. So imagine, so we want to do some future pacing there. And, but I think what you're using is you're also being a little bit more descriptive with the imagine. So imagine it, it, that's another one of your natural gifts is you sort of almost like a like a play with words really because you your pacing changes you you're you know you're giving the word some energy and even you're also I think uh punching the word like giving it a little punch where I might say the same thing but if I if I'm not mindful of my energy I'm skimming over the word that you want to be the most impactful yeah tone matters rhythm and yeah. pace matters emphasis matters where the word goes in the sentence matters right Okay. All right. So imagine if I'm talking to one of my clients, imagine a year from now when you say, you know, when I met Chris, oh my gosh, my business changed. I used to be working crazy hours, evenings and weekends. Imagine what it would look like when you've got your weekends free. You're not rushing around. Everything isn't an interruption to work. So we're just wanting to really lean into the imagine and have that be something more that's not a word we just, we all I've heard the word imagine in sales before but it's just thrown in there and I think what you're you're sort of letting it blossom more yes so 
one definition of sales is an agreement to a better future. Mm-hmm. And so when you're working with your clients, Chris, your clients experience an extra 25 hours a week within their first month. So you can pose the question and tack on at the beginning of the question, let's say you and I work together and within one month, you have an extra 25 hours a week. Imagine what would your life look like? We're using the word look like so they can visualize it. What would your life look like with an extra 25 hours a week? What would you do with those extra 25 hours? Now, what they tell you to answer, what their answer to that question is what they're buying from you. Even though you might think what you're selling is productivity tools and simplification and checklists and how to delegate to your VA and and that's what you do. But what they get is what they're buying and what they get is 25 hours. And what they really get is how they imagine they're going to use those 24 hours. And what they really get is what they imagine how they're going to feel with those 25 hours. If whatever you're selling is to help them make more money, make more money is great, but go one step farther and say, what would you do with that extra money? And now you get to the real answers like, well, you know, if I had 25 hours, I would take my kids to soccer practice and I would sit there and I wouldn't be on my phone answering customer Mm -hmm. emails. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always say doing emails from a different location is is not a break. Mm -hmm. When you say, let's say, I would have probably used the word Imagine if a year from now. So I know you're so purposeful in how you lay the groundwork. So let's talk about why you chose, let's say, over if, because I know you have a reason. (laughs) Yes. Let's say assumes agreement. Okay. Okay. If creates the potential that maybe you do work with me, maybe you don't. Mm. I will, I will prefer to use the word when instead of if. So when you and I work together and get you that 25 hours a week back, what would that look like is better than if we work together. If we work together implies they have a choice whether or not they should. When we work together implies that choice is already made. Mm, Right. Okay. So this language is designed uh, to allow them to test drive how that feels. So when you and I work together and you get an extra 25 hours a week, what would that look like for you? And how would you use those extra 25 hours? That question allows them to try on, how does that feel? What does that look like to have that result? But if we we use the word if, then they're debating within the question, well, I don't know, is that going to happen or is that not going to happen? They're lost at the beginning part of it. Okay, that's good. Because I really do think about words a lot. Now, I feel quite foolish saying that to you. (laughs) But uh, energetically, when I'm using my own self-dialogue or anything, really careful about the words that I use for myself to navigate the energy and to make things a positivity, you know, make it a positive experience. So I love that we're tapping down even further. So I know for you, feelings is a powerful word as well. And and, in a situation where we're dealing with business, where you might skim over that thinking it's not as relatable or as impactful in business, but that's something that I think um, you have, you have a lot of thought about is a lot of feelings. You have a lot of feelings about feelings. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think the um, post-industrial revolution and information age led large organizations to think that they should um, train and value analytical thinking Mm. and that feelings are belong in poetry and touchy feely outside of the workplace. 
that's at least how I was sort of educated about right. feelings. What I've come to learn as a sales artist, if I may, oh, is that uh, that that's a good you, that was really good. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, what I've come to to know through experience is that decisions are made with emotions and justified with logic. Mm, yeah. You're still right. Sometimes you look at something and I'm like, oh, I just have to figure out how I can justify this purchase. And, and I'm clear with myself on it. It's like, oh, okay, now let's do the math. How can I justify this? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great question to use in a sales conversation. How are you making sense of this purchase today? Mm. How are you making sense of this investment? How does this investment make sense for you? Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. So leaning more into feelings and also again, when we're using these words, be mindful. Like, do you almost, if, if this is, I don't want to use the word script, but if you have a formula of something that you're going to say, like, let's say, you know, let's say we work together, you're from imagine and all that stuff. Do you decide that this is sort of, I don't know, the, the key piece of furniture in that sentence that we're going to lean, is that conscious or you just, that's a flow on its own that eventually just lends itself to any sentence. I didn't understand the question. That's okay. Cause it was, you know what? I didn't understand that because I was like, let's see how he does with that one. Okay. <laughs> you threw in I a piece, I, you threw in a piece of furniture and I got lost. I, I was like, I guess what I was saying, trying to say is there's a, a lyrical way to, in the, which you, the way you speak. So when, regardless of the sentence, do you just know, like, here's the, here's the formula for a sentence. I'm going to constantly choose this word to lean into, or do you pick the word first and say, okay, imagine needs to have, cause, cause there seems to be a path there or am I overthinking it? Cause it's just so fantastic to watch you talk. I think, I think in pictures. Okay. And I think we think in pictures and I know that the tool to, um, connect to emotion is stories. So if I'm going to tell a story, I'll say, I'll never forget the day I'm standing in the back of the church and the light is coming through the stained glass. And I remember exactly what the preacher said. He said, and I won't forget these words. He said, so I'm bringing you right into that moment and it's sensational and there's light and I'm telling you what I heard and I'm telling you what I'm seeing so that I can cultivate this image to create the emotion. Okay. So then I think your strengths are also your weakness. So for me, you know, I even say to my clients who sometimes will say, but, oh, I'm really organized or other clients think, oh, you know, I, I wish if I was more organized, I wouldn't need your help. And I, I argue that sometimes, or I don't want to use the word argue now. <laughs> yes. We'll do, I'll have a lot of internal dialogue while I'm on the phone with, on the call with you, Majid. My thing is that you can over-organize yourself and it's like having a screw in a wall with a screwdriver. You keep stripping yourself, right? You keep stripping the screw going tighter and tighter. So being organized is not the solution for being effective in your business. What I would say too, though, as an organized person, I sometimes overthink things and it can be too linear. So I think even using the word sales artist gives us some idea that there's, you know, there's breath, there's flow, there's creativity in this process and don't start to make these scripts and tighten it all up. And here's the formula for those sentences. 
Yes, you've you've done a beautiful metaphor with the overstripping the screw. Yeah. And a metaphor is a way of explaining something using something that we already understand so that we can understand this new thing that we're trying to understand. We understand what overscrewing a screw and stripping a screw is. It's useless extra effort. So that explains the metaphor. Overorganizing is over-efforting with no benefit. Um, so over scripting, I do believe in scripts. I like scripts. And what that allows you to do is practice and rehearse and drill so that you're not in your head asking, what should I say? Mm -hmm. But you're really present and listening and drawing on your rehearsed, uh, practiced phrases. So okay. I have a practice phrase for when someone says, I need to think about it okay. on a sales call. I have a practice phrase for when someone says, I don't think I have the time for this. I have a practice phrase for when someone says, um, I need to talk to my spouse. I know exactly cool. how to respond. Well, we'd like to hear those practice, practice sure. on us. <laughs> yeah. When someone says, I need to think about it, I say, I might say, it's interesting you say that. What makes you say that? Okay. Or I might say, that's interesting that you say you need to think about it. That tells me that part of you wants to say yes, and part of you is not sure. Tell me about the part of you that wants to say yes. And notice my, my, um, you know, my tone is, is innocent. It's friendly. It's, you know, I'm a little bit like a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of, you know, think about it. What's to think about? Yeah. You know, that's kind <laughs> of confrontation, <laughs> right? Or if, they, if someone says, uh, I don't know if I'm going to have the time to commit to this. And you say, of course, you're a busy professional. Like me, time is very valuable, which is why this investment is actually going to save you time. Mm -hmm. Would you like to save time? Mm -hmm. Or would you like to continue to spend the time you're spending trying to figure this out? Let me ask you, how much time is this costing you every month? to continue to let this problem exist in your world. So now we've moved into seeing that actually this saves time. So I call this sales judo. And mm -hmm. judo is the martial art where they famously use the opponent's momentum against them. So in judo, someone will come at you with a punch and you actually take their velocity and their momentum and use it to throw them to the floor. And so even though this isn't an adversarial conversation in a sales conversation, the reason I chose this phrase judo is because you use the very reason why they're objecting as the reason to close. Oh, you don't have enough time? Then you definitely need this program. Oh, you don't have enough money? Then you definitely need this program because it makes you more money. Mm. You know, all of my programs don't cost money. They make money, mm -hmm. right? So anytime I have a cost objection, I'll say, well, how much more would you make when this problem is solved? Right. I need to talk to my spouse. Sounds like this. Um, if your spouse was sitting with you right now and they were listening to the whole conversation and they turned to you and said, go for it. Would you be ready to go? Would you be a hundred percent? Yes. Or is there anything else that's kind of holding you back right now? So we'll start with that. And then I'll say, well, what if they said, no, what if they say, no, I want you to stay broke. I want you to stay stressed out. I want you to stay working hundred hours a week and I don't want you to succeed. What if they said that to you? And they go, well, they would never say that. Okay, great. Then let's do it. Mm. Okay, ninja. <laughs> That's like ninja. Stealth crawling on the ground. No one sees it coming. 
It really is a whole, I mean, like I said, I had this idea that I'm careful about the words I choose, but I just really think, I don't know. I don't even, I don't even have the words to describe the depth in which I think that you can do this that I really haven't seen anybody else do it. I mean, I've had so many wonderful guests come to the show. I've been in business for quite some time now. I've been surrounded by fantastically amazing people. And some of them are exceptional at sales language or speaking from the stage and doing that stuff. But I really do think, I don't know, it's almost like a garden of words. And you're like, well, instead of having a whole bunch of rose bushes, I'm going to get an award for this one rose and we're going to put everything in to make them this flower. So with that, you know, give us some other things that you probably think that we're just not understanding the value or the weight in our communication when we throw these words around loosey goosey, mm. because you see things differently than the rest of yeah. us. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I mentioned the word abracadabra. And I'll also now tell you where words are come from. Words are spelled. And it's a magical spell that is cast. And when you say a word, you're putting an image in your mind, you're putting an image into someone else's mind. So think of words as magic. That's why I call the series Magic Words. By the way, stay tuned for my next series, Chris, called Great Question. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, bring, you, I'm gonna bring you some great questions. <laughs> okay. uh, and I've given you some, some examples of sales questions. Um, but you know, one of the most powerful uh, combination of words is I am. Mm, okay. I am grateful, I am appreciative, I am happy. And I just recently read this book called Deepest Acceptance. And it talks about how we describe our emotions. I am sad, I am happy. And we identify with those emotions when the reality is the emotion is actually a wave passing through. Mm. And one of the phrases that we use differently is we say, I am in pain. I'm in pain. We don't say I am pain. Right right? We say, I'm in pain. And when we say I'm in pain, it tells us the phrase itself tells us that it's temporary. But we don't say that about I am sad. So I, I've been playing around with the phrase as I'm talking to myself, I am in sad, or I am mm. in happy. Because it just tells me that I'm moving through it. I am in right. sad, I am in happy. So, um, you know, one of my favorite words in marketing is the word you. If I'm talking to you, you know, you've seen the infomercials. Are you experiencing back pain? Yeah. Are you tired of waking up with a sore neck? That's a really powerful word. It's talking directly to the listener. I also like the word for. I am the public speaking coach for entrepreneurs who want to grow their business with a signature speech. Chris, you're the productivity coach for people who've been in business for over five years and want to uh, get their time back. Four is a useful, in fact, I'll give you uh, a three word structure that will position you as the best in the world. And the structure is called the for who. You could be the productivity coach for people in business for over five years who want to spend more time with their family. Mm -hmm. I am the public speaking coach for entrepreneurs who want to grow their business with a signature speech. One of my clients is the health coach for executive women who 
want to kick ass in bed and have a kick ass body or kick ass. Okay. <laughs> kick -ass well, that's uh, specific. That is niche specific. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you know, it's really interesting to me for, personally and professionally. I work really hard not to use the word no, not to give pushback because I think it comes off aggressive. So I, one of your videos, like if, if somebody sends me something and I'm like, this is not a good fit for me. I don't even know why they sent it to me. And I'll say, Hey, I, I will pass it along to anyone that I see is a good fit instead of me saying, no, why are you sending this to me? Mm -hmm. And one of your videos, I, I think it might've been the first one I tripped across. And I thought it was just so interesting. The whole don't use no, um, you learn that from being trained at Apple and, and I wouldn't have thought it would work because I'll let you explain the, the different words they were using. Yeah, I wasn't trained at Apple, but I had heard that uh, Apple employees are instructed. Oh, I see. Okay. Apple gotcha. employees are instructed to okay. not use the phrase, unfortunately, and instead replace the word, unfortunately, with as it turns out. Hmm. Because who are we to judge that it's unfortunate? Someone broke their screen. Instead of saying, unfortunately, your screen is not covered under the warranty, you say, as it turns out, we can upgrade you to a new phone. Gotcha. Okay. And you would think too, had I not heard you do that so eloquently that um, you would think it's like, oh, that's too wordy or it's, uh, it's a go around. Uh, but I think again, with your tone and your pacing, it, it, it just keeps your energy flowing in the right direction. So even if your energy is flowing and you get there and go, well, all right, I'm still buying a new computer at least your, your, your spidey senses don't go up when you hear the word, unfortunately. So you're not getting your backup ready to argue over something, right? So it keeps yeah. everybody in a Zen position, moving at least in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Fabulous. Okay. You know, it didn't strike me as a, I figured it was a high school job. <laughs> it didn't strike me as a computer guy at Apple, but um, because one of your other many gifts is every picture I've seen of you, you've had a completely different hairstyle. So, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. This has been fantastic. Where can people find more of your amazing brilliance, which I will warn you, it is addictive. Like it's like reading a book. You could just sit down in a chair and once you find one of his videos, you just want to keep going. It's just, it's like story time for the happy entrepreneur. Amazing. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, you can get the book. It's called Expert Speaker, Five Steps to Grow Your Business with Public Speaking. You can get it on Amazon or you can get it for free as a PDF download at expertspeakerbook.com. If you're interested in a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me, I give a complimentary consultation for people who want to grow their business with public speaking. And this is a strategy session to drill into your personal brand and the strategy of how you can use speaking to drive more business. So that's at expertspeaker.com forward slash apply. So expertspeaker.com slash apply. And finally, for the short form content on TikTok, you can find me at expert speaker, all one word on TikTok. You want to check it out. I can't stress that enough. Whatever you're doing right now, after you listen, put the, do not put the phone down. Go right to TikTok and check them out. Majid, you have been fantastic. We so appreciate you. There's nothing more generous someone can give us than their time. So we appreciate yours. And everyone else, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, Chris. Hey, everyone. Don't forget to hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are always putting goodies in there for you so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.